right now. Um, I want all of these active. Sending the data. Okay. All right. Well, Alex, we are live for the first time. Uh, a lot of fun and interesting storylines going around right now. Aaron Judge uh, may or may not be a giant eventually, but you know we are here because there's a lot of rumors going around. Um, I think me and you kind of feel very similar about this this particular subject. I I'm really I'm okay either way. Um, you know Enrique will join us in a couple minutes, but I wanted to hop in now while we still can. Um, it's going to be a very fun and interesting night. It's uh, day two of the winter meetings. Aaron Judge seems to be leaning from all the rumors out there that he could be leaning towards San Francisco. Um, there's a lot of reports out there, fake reporters, but some legitimate ones too that have uh, said that he's a giant but then pulled back on it. But there's also other reporters saying that it's just not uh, 100% yet. Alex, what do you... Uh, First off, how how are you, and uh, what do you think of the news so far? I mean, I'm, like I said, man, we're, I'm not nervous. I'm antsy, curious, you know, because obviously we're we've we've been through this kind of drama before, maybe with other players, and you know, we're just we're just kind of seeing how you know this this judge saga has been, you know, a few months in the making, and since we're here at this point now. Now we're going to see the the consequences of what the Yankees did before the season releasing of the numbers thing. You know, the the timing of that article in athlete of the year thing is is curious to say the least. Yes. So, you know, the timing of this article, you know, being released this morning and this, you know, this conversation he had with whatever journalist that was you know, it's very curious. It, it's a it's a signal to the team that, hey, man, we just don't like the way you handled this thing. And, you know, we all knew that he didn't like it from the beginning. But, you know, we're kind of hoping, you know, you know, season he had, maybe he put it in the back burner. Not that was right here up front the entire time. It's when he was yep. doing what he was doing throughout the entire season motivation was there he's not happy in team he's not happy with the yankees he's not happy with the front office of the yankees. he likes the guys i'm sure he loves the uniform playing in new york i'm sure that's i'm sure that's not the problem here so we can't take it personally should he decide to leave but the fact of the matter is cashman just got a four-year i don't think that helps no, I don't. I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think so either. And piggybacking to and piggybacking to that to that contract announcement of Cashman. Can we curse? Can we curse? Yeah, go ahead. What the fuck are you doing announcing a contract extension <laughs> with your general manager on day one of the winter meetings? Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, yeah. who cares? Exactly. Nobody cares. Like, why are we doing this stuff? You know, 
it's it's stupid it's nuts it's is did he sign it <laughs> <laughs> no not yet it's uh <laughs> um like it, it's, it's like, what, a lot like with, on, with, but yeah yeah with a, with all these other with all these teams announcing uh, uh, that deal yesterday with Justin Verlander getting that deal yesterday organization announcing that your GM got a contract extension who cares dude do you really think so, we want to hear that it's so tone deaf yeah it's so just tone deaf the only word that I, that I have it's so tone deaf like, why are you announcing this? Just, just nobody cares. Let it be in silence. Let it be just something that happened in the back in the back office transactions. We don't need to hear about this stuff. We don't need a post on Instagram or Twitter that Brian Cashman got a four year extension. We don't care. We know he's do- we know he's doing all the negotiating anyways. Even if he's under contract, oh, fucking tone deaf. <laughs> it really, really is. Like it's yeah. nuts. That, that 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 was even a thing so that's one thing okay now that rant's over this whole <laughs> thing with judge like i said we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah we've talked about this already and you know at length and i'm just gonna i'm gonna regurgitate this crap now like i tell you right now the trey turner contract obviously he was motivated to go back to the coast um you know wanted to have spring trainings in florida which you know i'm sure that's that's a that's a bonus for a lot of for a lot of people that are that live on the East Coast. And then we saw that San Diego offered him a bigger deal to be the high. Again, San Diego, I don't know what you're doing, bro. San Diego's just I don't know what you're doing because <laughs> that's not sustainable, dude. Like I I I it's really anticipate. Well, it's a win now or nothing. But do you anticipate that Manny Machado is going to opt out after this season with his first opt out clauses? Possibly, yeah. It's possible that you're anticipating that, so you're willing to bite the bullet for a year, paying Machado and Tatis and and Turner. Not to mention Soto's gonna probably gonna make another twenty twenty. Yep. Can, go crazy, bro. Yep. Go crazy because San Diego is that's not sustainable. No organization can sustain. Well, they that. could lose Soto as well. You know, not even, not even. Not even. Well. You, the thing about Soto, it's it, it's all going to depend how your season's going. If your season's a freaking catastrophic, catastrophic come trade deadline, you have to trade him. You have to trade him. How about this? If you're 500 at the deadline, you might have to trade him because you gave up the you gave up the farm, and you're just going to yeah. lose him at the end of the, at the end of the season. It's that's not sustainable. That kind of stuff is not sustainable. So, I don't know. I'm just. I'm just I, I'm I'm, fl- I'm I'm my a lot of these organizations function and work because I don't get it. I, I mean, you sign Bryce Harper if you're a Phillies for to a third. Okay, you fine. Okay, you sign him to a 13 year contract. I know I know the average annual salary is not that bad, so it's sustainable. And he was young enough in the beginning. I actually don't have an issue with that contract to be honest with you. I really really don't because his skill set, mm-hmm. his power, his swing as Chaotic as his swing is, as violent as it is, I think his back's gonna give out at some point. Sure, we already see you know, the, the injury this year was a freak accident. You know, got hit in the hand by Blake Snell. Whatever. 
I'm just, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know, if, I, I don't know how long term that contract's going to look. But I don't have, I don't have that big of an issue with it because of the annual, the average annual value is not, it's not, it's not crazy at the end of the day. It's, it's just not. Now, yeah. the Turner one, that's different. That's 11 years, homie, for a speed, speed guy. I know he has power. I, I know he can, he can play good defense and drive in runs. But his main element is speed. That's yeah, speed and contact makes him a special player. How long the contract can the contract can last for? Six deal. The speed what? Three or four more speed? Three or four more? Eventually the yeah. leg the legs. So, like we were talking about earlier, uh, before we started, there is a certain dynamic there's a certain business that is and you have a window to win a world series the phillies windows right now the phillies window is right now they just went oh yeah they the the windows right now but how long does that window last like we talk about you how long is turner going to be good for what four or five four or five more years of of maybe maybe of this level you're going to pay the rest of it later on and Mm -hmm. just a shell of his former self is going to be is going to be out there then then harper is obviously he, he's in his prime right now he'll continue five years that, oh yeah so window. many that's the way you have harper you have harper you have schwarber you have castellanos you have jt romuto you have uh, and wheeler and now turner in yep wheeler's there uh aaron noah and then Reese yeah. Hoskins, who they got to pay arbitration to, you know, right. it it has to be now. Like you know, this is has you got eight nine guys right there at, at, at very high in your payroll. It's gonna be it's like seventy five percent of your payroll, or for, yeah. for almost two hundred million right there. So exactly, you know, it, for them, yeah, their window is one hundred percent now, and that kind of leads us back to why we were having this conversation to begin with because of this Aaron Judge stuff. You know, yeah. I, I understand why everyone's yeah. so, oh, my God, you have to get him, you know, like, he's, and I love him. I'm not saying anything bad. I love Aaron Judge. You know, he's been the face of the Yankees since he came in, and in, in, well, came in as a starter in 2017, and, you know, he's been the face of our team, almost the face of baseball. Fantastic right. player. I love it. But he's turning 31. It's all amazing now. But in three years from now, when he's 34, and then all you know, he's not having the year that you thought he would. Well, all we're gonna keep saying to ourselves is, "Oh my God, we're stuck with him for six more years." Oh man, that's oh, all we have five exactly. more years of this. How is how is we're he any different? How is he any different for from five more years? How's he any different from the Stanton contract? Contract to be over. How's it any different? Exactly. There's no difference. Exactly. <laughs> this is no yeah. difference. And, and, and eventually. Judge's judges time in the outfield will come to an end in a couple of years. You're that big yes. of a body. You're not going to be able sure. to play center field, right field all that time. Not you know, you're going to get hurt. And injury. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to, if you want the best out of him, you know, hitting, you're going to have to put him in the DH role. And how many years, how many years now has it been that we have, we always have someone set in stone in the DH position. It was A-Rod for like five years and then we Stanton's been for the last, what, what, 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, five years now. Stanton's yep. basically the full-time DH. 
And then yep. what? Eventually, when Stanton's time is up, the Judge will take it. It's yeah. just, and then what? What's you know, especially for next year. Next year, like that's the other thing too that that Yankee fans don't want to like look at yet. Everyone's so focused on right now, right now in this moment. And uh, as Bellinger just signed to the Cubs, so breaking news there. Whoa. Bellinger has signed to the Cubs. So congratulations to Cody Bellinger and uh, going to the Cubs. But I'll get, ba- I'll get back to that in a second. Yeah. But, you know, with Judge, it's – if you don't get him now, just look next year and the class coming in next year. You could – I know the Yankee fans would have to be a part of, you know, not having a star right fielder and maybe even get Stanton in the outfield more, which could be beneficial. And maybe the Yankees do something more in the offseason this year and kind of fill the holes that they need with the money they would have given Judge. But you got to think Otani's a free agent next year, and so is Juan Soto, unless Juan Soto signs that extension. But those are – you got the two right. best players in baseball – free agents at the same time you know there there's you know uh cashman's gonna be in on otani along with the mets you know it yep and if soto's if we don't have judge soto also becomes an option as well and you're talking about a guy who's right. seven years a lot younger than judge a lot younger yeah oh yeah a lot younger plays right field lefty bat for yankee stadium so it's like i understand how Difficult it is to see someone like Aaron Judge leave, or if he does leave, because it, it as of right now in this moment at six eleven p.m. on December sixth, it seems like it's leaning towards San Francisco. But yeah. I'm not saying he is going to San Francisco. But if it does, like yeah, it would be like damn, that sucks. You know, you lose a guy, you homegrown and probably would have been the captain of the team. But right. just prepare yourselves for not only what the Yankees should do this off season. That's the big word there should but also what's down the line next season and mm-hmm. like i understand it's scary to see someone homegrown everyone's favorite yankee who people who are attached to players and not the team love to see and whatever and that that'll hurt but you gotta think you know in the future here and uh right now even if we sign judge back we'll have x amount of money left to go and you know fill this team up and right. how how many of you listening right now are are confident that if you sign Judge, you're you're getting another outfielder, you're getting another starting pitcher, and probably some relief help. I know we got Canely today, which is something we'll talk about too. But you have those three options. Do you think all that's going to get covered up too? Is is Rodon even an option anymore? Is Bell uh, Benatendi the option that you really want if you go out and get someone like Judge? And then, you know, there's so many things. I know Reynolds is another, you know, trade thing that people are talking about. But all that goes away. 75% of everything you thought about goes away if you go out and sign Aaron Judge. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just – that's just the reality. You're right. The fact of the matter is that we can get better even if we lose, lose Judge. And maybe it won't be right away, but not just hemorrhage the future of of the Yankees it's just because you want to be emotionally invested. In. Now you got to get rid of those emotions. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta, 
you guys you guys just get rid of them if, if it makes sense it makes sense if it doesn't it doesn't and that's and to me a nine-year deal for this guy doesn't make any sense eight is pushing it it's pushing it yeah seven i'm more comfortable with but eight is pushing it because you're talking about misery you're talking about a miserable team for the second half of that contract and that's and, and again you're going to be tied up with stanton you will be tied up with stanton judge and cole Three of three. I'm not saying that they're not part of the of, of a World Series team. Yes, they they most definitely can be, but we've had them on the team already for the last three seasons, and it has not gotten a World Series championship. So you're so you're talking yeah. about just three of the same things that have already been there that ultimately has not gotten you to that goal. You're just running it back. We have to improve and improve with. Again, a Carlos Rodon. That's an improvement. I, you know, before before yeah. this offseason started, I wasn't even big on the on on really beefing up the rotation more than it already is. I thought it was fine the way it was. I, I was I was okay with giving a fist the fist starter chance to one of these kids in the in, in the minors. I thought that's yeah, that's probably the right way. That's probably the right way to go. Um, but you know, if they want to beef up the rotation, fine. That, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's perfectly fine. That's an improvement. That's that's an addition that was not there last season or hasn't been there the last. That's an addition. Judge has been there. Cole's been there. You know everything that we talk about has already been there. We're talking about improving the team. You can't improve the team by just bringing bringing back. Improvement is getting exactly. rid of the pieces that don't work. Yeah, getting getting rid of the pieces that don't work. Shedding trying at least to shed some kind of payroll from those players that, that are not functioning them with more something else just something else now and you know we talk about these kids and we talk about you know we talk about your volpes and your parazas and your cabreras and whatnot and you have yeah we have we have a a good nucleus of infield talent that's not maybe not a hundred percent ready yet but is that you have to have a plan and the plan has to be to either trade those pieces for better pieces for more established pieces or or base or play them right away which i don't know if they're willing to do any of those things so again i, I just find that i find the yankees even everything that's a team to me right now that's just screaming dysfunction there's a lot of there's a lot of dysfunction with that team right now i think that their pursuits of aaron judge is more emotional than it is related you know i think it's i think it's more emotional they don't want to let him go okay don't let him go but understand the repercussions of giving somebody a contract of that size at that age you you, you give, give one solo a nine-year contract a 10-year contract i'm i'm fine that's cool <laughs> by the time by the time the contract's over he'll be what 36 great yeah exactly <laughs> like no no big deal no exactly big deal. This is different animal. This is a 30, this is a 30, 31 year old man. For nine and years. And honestly, he's earned this position. And that's what you gotta understand. He's earned this privilege to become a free agent, to get as much money mm -hmm. as he possibly can for him and his family. And this is be happy for him that he believe me, right now it's a complete 100 percent business decision on his end. And if 
It's San Francisco. It's San Francisco. If it's the Yankees, it's the Yankees. But how about this? At nine years, I don't want them in New York because I know what the future will hold. The future for, will be miserable for this team if yeah. they don't win a World Series in the next three years. You had a three-year window. It's tough, man. That's a tough window. That's a tough window because you got again. You still got Houston. You still got the Phillies over there making making these kind of moves. It's a tough window. The Dodgers are still obviously right and ready. Atlanta. It's a tough, a tough window. Yeah, you're trying to beat. You can beat them. I think you're a window to win the title because after those three years, we're gonna go 2009. We're gonna go right back to that. Oh yeah. The post the post two thousand the post two thousand nine hangover and how long is it? yeah we're already thirteen years after that and we're we're right, we're here yeah and that's a that's perfect that you said that because I know people are talking about it it's been thirteen years whatever two thousand nine and you know all that jazz but you know it's uh people are upset with the with the Cashman contract because he gets an extra four years and it's come out that you know that. Uh, Steinbrenner has spent over three billion dollars on this analytics and trying to build this team to, you know, get back to being a world champion. And uh, obviously, that has not happened. And so, you know, the other, the flip side of the coin is, is that if Judge does leave, how much confidence do we really have in this team to fill? You know, obviously, you can't fill the shoes of Aaron Judge, but you know, do we have confidence that Cashman will? use the money for having a, a competitive World Series caliber team. And that's the tough part for me to swallow because right. as much as I, I would love to see Judge, I, I'm also not going to be heartbroken because I, I don't cling on to players. You know, like players come and go all the time, especially nowadays. Everyone's mm-hmm. gone. No one stays anymore. It, it's not what it used to be. So I, I don't cling on to players like that and – like yes, Judge will be one of my favorite players, regardless if he's a Yankee or not. He's a great person and you know, an excellent leader. I yeah. just you know, with him gone, it just opens so many more doors of opportunities. Like now, you know, with him gone, you can possibly go out and get a, either another superstar, which will cost a little less, or you wait till next year, like I was saying, or you can go out and you know move some chips around to go out and trade for someone else like the Brian Reynolds of the world. You know, I'm not that's, saying that's, that's possible. I don't That's the move. You lose judge. I that's wish the move. That's the move. That's see that's I, move. I agree that's with you on that one. That's, but, that's the move. You know, if you if you lose Aaron Judge, that's the move. There's yeah no other move out there that can that can at least soften the blow as much as a Brian Reynolds can do. Because again, yeah. he plays in Pittsburgh. You don't know. You don't. A lot of people don't know who he is or what he's about. That kid can play. <laughs> that oh, kid. Yeah. You have him locked up. Until yeah, twenty twenty five. He's locked up to twenty twenty five. Twenty. I think it's yeah, twenty twenty five. And 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 again, another thing that again, we're talking about the emotions of Yankee fans. As much as we are Yankee yes. fans, I'm not emotionally connected to a lot of these players. I'm a fan of the team. I'm not a fan of the players for the most part. Yes, yes, of course I of course I enjoy Aaron Judge and DJ LeMahieu and Garrett Cole. I, I love all these people as individuals. You know, I respect them as, as the players. But the reality is that, you know, right now Harrison Bader just had a bad ass. We all saw it. You know, oh, great. You know, fantastic. 
He's a free agent after this season. So? So what does that mean? Doesn't mean a sign him either. You know, just don't get too exactly. invested with these guys. And if you say, oh, yeah. why are we gonna trade for, why are we gonna trade for Brian Reynolds if we already have Harrison Bader? For one more season. Then he's a free agent. Then what? Exactly. And then you can put Reynolds in center and then in center. Like we just mentioned before. You have Soto in, as a free agent. You have someone like Otani also free agent. I know he doesn't. You can't be too short sighted with these things. You, know? you can't it, be short sighted. That's, that's that's the entire conversation here. It's you can't be looking at it as if Judge leaves season's over. That's not how baseball works. Baseball lasts really? forever. So yes, you could potentially lose Judge. Heartbreaking for the next week, two, whatever. With right. the Mets, the Mets just lost to Grom. Right. So what do the Mets do? <laughs> Pivot. I'm I'm actually happy for the Mets because the Mets giving to Grom five one eighty five. They knew. Them. They knew that that was a mistake. He's been in the organization oh, yeah. since they drafted him. They knew that contract was a mistake. He's he's injury prone. Yep. He, yes. He's 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 injury prone. He's injury prone. That is everything. A five-year deal is a mistake. That that contract will be an albatross for the Rangers. And the Mets know that. So there you go. A two a two-year 80. 86, 83, $86 million deal to Verlander. Perfect. You know he'll be solid, rock solid at the top of that rotation for two years. Perfect. Giving DeGrom, giving yep. DeGrom I, think they, I think they offered DeGrom a similar contract from the rumors. You know, they offered him like a three year deal at an average annual salary of about 40 some odd million dollars. So, yes, but that's would, fine. Three years is okay. Yeah, but he would have, he would have left that. $60 million on the table by, yeah, exactly. well, actually more because he went to Texas. They don't have a state tax. So he would have left more on the, but but the rea- but the reality is he left money on the table. So again, he earned the pri- he has the privilege, the right to go get as much money as he wants, and he did exactly. That. Obviously, he does not care care about a World Series ring at this point. Saying so you're going you're going to Texas, you got to compete against Houston, you got to you got to compete against Seattle. So tougher competition there. I feel the Mets. I feel the Mets were right there, right, ripe and ready to go to go to go deep into the playoffs. So yeah, it's it, yeah. it, it just it goes to show that, that that he was just swayed. He was just swayed by the money, and which is fine. He he earned this right to to go get as much money as possible. So I don't. There's nothing wrong with that. That's the thing. No, no, you can't fault these players. For going after the cash, look, Trey, Trey Turner left forty-one million dollars on the table by, by by not going to San Diego. So, so there you go. Exactly. Like, he, he, he want, that he was surprising. I, I was pretty surprised by that. That, that was yeah. a lot of money to leave. Yeah, but he want no, but he wanted to be on the East Coast. Like him and his exactly. wife. You know, no, that that's again forty million dollars. But you're making three hundred. Not that big a deal. And not to mention again, California state taxes. He would have been living thirteen percent on the table there too. So it probably comes up to the same amount of money at the end of the day. So I got to take a break, man. My freaking leg is cramping. I'm going to stand up for a minute. <laughs> Do you? That's what life's all about. <laughs> it's not recording. Jesus. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I get God. that. It's, uh, it's crazy, man. That's why I, I love the winter meetings, man. It's, it's, it's always such a fun time in the year where so many fake rumors and real rumors come to light. And, you know, uh, I, I would tell you. Yeah, and did you see this contract? 
That's a contract. That's seventeen and a half million dollars for one for one year. That's a qualifying offer for a guy. Yeah, who had that crap of a season? That's why. Again, you're paying the guy yeah. for something he did three years ago. Exactly, and he he purposely wanted a one year deal. There were a lot of teams that were offering of years, but he purposely wanted the one year so he could rebuild his 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 name, and he gets a perfect yeah. opportunity rebuild now in value. Chicago. That's you know you couldn't ask for better to you know start over and uh, try to have something of a 25 to 30 home run season and then you're right back in it you're right back into a nice contract waiting for you on the other side so i, I think it's perfect for the cubs i think it's perfect for bellinger it's uh a very good deal for him Damn, i think all of the deals have been good for the players <laughs> Yikes, I, you bad. know what though and this is this is this is exactly what uh michael k was talking about on the radio yesterday where you know the the uh, you know when we go back to the CBA in four years from now, we're going to be right. in a worse situation than we were last year, because it, the owners are their own worst enemy. Look at these contracts. How how are the small yep. market teams going to even attempt? We're paying forty year olds forty three million a year. Right, that that's crazy. It's, yeah, it's you wild. Got, you, you, we're throwing out. Contract eleven year contracts, twelve year contracts, five one eighty five for a thirty six year old. It's right. It's just what Judge is about to get nine. What I didn't even think he was going to get more nine. than eight. It's yeah. how how are how are the Rays, the Pirates, the Guardians, and any of those small market teams even going to attempt to to make it? <laughs> it doesn't doesn't make any sense. It, it going back oh my to God, the CBA in four years from now is going to be brutal. Yeah, go and now going back to the these, to the to, to Seattle gave you know Julio Rodriguez and Wander Franco these these, these long term contracts. They have they have to do that kind of stuff because they need this this these players these potential these star players because Julio Rodriguez is already a star. You expect Wander Franco to take another step at some point too. That's why that's why whatever whatever Atlanta has done is the way to go. You need to do. You need to. You need to go with the the Atlanta model. You need to sign these players. You need to give them reasonable, good deals early, before arbitration. But you need to go there. Give them. Give them these deals before before they get to arbitration, and like that. that it's a risk for you, but it's also. So, but but I don't know. You, you have to. You have to. You have to know what you got. Locked up. Young core are locked up for the next six, seven years. You love them. that's not much of a drop off, and you and you sign them to a very, very reasonable contract extension. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm I'm very envious. No, of Atlanta. very envious. Yeah, well, Atlanta's doing it all right, especially the the steals that they have in contracts over there. They yes. they're set for the next five, six years of no. And again, if one of those there, contracts don't work out, it doesn't, yeah. Does not cripple you. Nope, not at all. Yeah, and it gives you opportunities to go out and get big free agents that are out there. Sure, yeah, because yes, you already have so many guys locked up, you could fill holes with superstars if you need to. For sure, no, and definitely. Was, you know, they look. Atlanta was just in this situation just last year. Where we're in with with Judge, Freddie Freeman's mm-hmm. a free agent. Yeah, you know, like, but they said, you know what, we're not gonna do that contract. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. And immediately they instead of waiting for Freeman's decision, they went out and got Matt Olson. 
and, and a deal that right now looks like they should win because deal. you know I'm not saying that obviously the prospects still have to grow, but it, it would regardless it would still be a win for Atlanta along with potentially Oakland. But you know it, it was and the contract extension with him too. Yep, exactly. And, and you have also Easy. locked up throughout his e- entire prime. Right. And you know that another great right. decision, and that's what. That's what Yankee fans need to, I think, focus on. That you could potentially lose your superstar, your favorite player on your on your team, or whatever. But you have to have trust in Cashman, Steinbrenner, whoever you want to think it is, and the Yankees that they will replace him. They will fix that. Mis- they'll fix that huge hole. Do you think the Yankees want to lose Judge? Of course you not. Know, they have Judge's corner. They never did that with Jeter. They never. You know how how much money Judge alone makes for the Yankees? They don't want to lose him, but they're not going to go be over and beyond to sure. you know nine years, sure. three sixty that probably the Giants are offering. Yeah, that's you're you're just crippling yourselves in three years from now. And I I know it's hard for Yankee fans to understand this, but is that something you're going to be you know happy about in three years? Do you really think Judge is hitting sixty two home runs again? Because it's not happening. Nope. You know, he, he potentially he could hit forty five. I'm not saying he can't. No, no, but, he, I can, I can, I can see somebody of his. Of course, he he could probably be a consistent forty five and forty five plus home run hitter. Obviously, doing whatever he does, playing that plus defense in right field. You know, covering center field in a pinch, and you know, and hitting around two eighty because for a, a while, for a while, not for not for the length of the contract. That's impossible. For a while, being a 270, 280 hitter, that's that's perfectly defensive shifts. Who knows? Maybe even better. But the reality, the, the fact of the matter is that you're going to cripple your team long term. You just are. And I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect. And and this is where, even though we talk about the Atlanta model and how great it is and how how great it how beneficial it is to, to for the for the long term prospects of the team. Let's say they bring up Anthony Volpe. After a month, yeah. They say they say they bring him up, and they say the kid. They say the kid's a stud. They say that kid is a stud from day one. Okay, that's what happens. Let's say you do end up trading. You end up trading uh, Glaber Torres, and you stick Peraza in second base. Let's just, again, I'm giving you hypotheticals here. Let's say you stick Peraza in yeah. second base. Whatever the case may be, if those kids end up being. Not stud like Volpe. I say he's a stud, and, and Peraza is a solid player. Why not lock them up through their arbitration years immediately? Immediately, lock them up before yep. the season's over. Just lock them up. Call their agent and be like, "Hey, we want to get these guys under contract for the next six, seven years. Let's just do it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Like." Just why not? Like why the Yankees have only done that once. Sorry, twice in the last twenty years. Twenty years, twice. Severino and Cano. Only two guys that they ever did that with. To actually try to buy out their arbitration years and not have any issues with them. They actually bought yeah, unfortunately, out unfortunately Hicks. Ugh. <laughs> you're right, but I try to forget about that. But you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right, yes. And I thought the Hicks deal at the time was fantastic. 70 million for seven years, 10 million a year. I thought that shit was a bargain. So yeah, he had one good year with us. Had one and good then... year. Yeah, granted. Yeah. And then Tommy John surgery, then everything went to shit. 
So exactly. So whatever, and, and you know, not to mention his his ever his everlasting pursuit of Tiger Woods's niece. Um, <laughs> don't be weird about that. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so whatever. It's just it's, it's it's just one of those things that you know. But but I'm talking about homegrown. That's what I was talking about. I was talking more homegrown. And Hicks wasn't homegrown. I was he was a trade. So from homegrown people with Cano and with Severino, those are the only two guys that they've actually locked up. And for and for Cano, they actually bought out one or two years of free agency. And then free agency came, and they did the right thing with him too. Granted, their pivot, oh, yeah. their pivot was shit. Let's just keep it real. The pivot was garbage. But the decision not to sign him to a ten-year deal was the right move. Yes, their pivot was just crap. Ellsbury and McCann, really? That's your, that was your pivot? Like, shut up. Well, and Tanaka at the time, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but Tanaka, you felt that Tanaka was kind of separated from Cano altogether. You yes. knew McCann and Ellsbury were directly connected to yeah. Cano not, re, not not resigning. Tanaka was independent of that. So yeah, I, I wonder if the Yankees would pull the trigger completely though on Tanaka, and I think they found it much easier once they realized Cano was gone. And then right. yeah, Ellsbury at the time though, when that that deal happened, I was happy he was no longer a Red Sox, and if he could just be the guy he was the year before we signed him, because he didn't have a great year, the year we took him. Right. Yeah. But the year, the year before, before he, the year before he was like second or third in the MVP voting. Yeah. Yeah. And when he had those thirty home runs, he with thirty stolen bases, he was a stud. That was the year he juiced up. Whatever. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he didn't know that at the time. So I was, I was happy to have the center fielder. Yeah. That we desperately needed at the time, and McCann right. was still just leaving his prime, but still a very good catcher in a time where the Yankees were in a contract. Hell, storm. But when we, signed, when we signed McCann, though, again, this is just the way that baseball's just moved the last five, five, six, seven, ten years. When we signed McCann, the shift wasn't prevalent yet. So the shift, yeah. the shift killed McCann's career. So yes. again, I'm not saying that's the Yankees' fault, and that's something you could have foreseen. But it's exactly what happened. The shift killed McCann's career faster yeah. than it probably should have. So. Again, if it was crap, you know, you're signing a catcher, signing a center fielder, you know, you you were and again a center fielder that you were hoping could go back to two a two year ago form. Not there was no recency bias there. His the the year the his walk year was was, was shit. It was crap. It wasn't a good. Yeah. It wasn't a good. It wasn't a good year. So that's the part that you know. Again, I just don't understand these decisions really. Because I know. It's, it's just, it wasn't it wasn't the, it wasn't the right call. Like it's just yeah, we say it. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty and everything. And maybe at the time I was like, okay, but you know, you start learning a little bit about players and their their how about this their desire, and you yeah. know you you know Ellsbury is not a passionate baseball person when it comes to no, he's just not. So it makes me laugh to see him on the ballot. I'm not gonna lie to you. He had a ten. He 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 did ten years. That's all you need. So yeah. <laughs> I know you get ten years. You get automatically on the ballot, and that guy should get bounced on the after the first year. That dude's so, not getting. I don't know who if anyone could give him a single vote. That dude's getting the double zero. There's no way. Absolutely not. Yeah. If as a baseball writer, voter, whatever you want to call yourself, right? If you're giving Ellsbury a Hall of Fame vote, you shouldn't have a vote. You shouldn't have a vote. And. Yeah. uh I know there's a lot of people who shouldn't have votes, but 
Yeah. Unfortunately, this is the. Can somebody the, please vote for Jeff Kent. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! What the hell are you waiting for? Man, hey, I'm, I'm I'm in a I'm in the conversation with people don't like where I feel Alex Rodriguez and you know Manny Ramirez should be in the hall. That's a, that's a separate topic altogether. I want to get into that. <laughs> it's a broken record at the end of the day. We're just talking yeah, so about just people who are out of touch with reality. And yep. not to mention, there are multiple steroid users in the Hall of Fame already. And, you know, you chose to put them in. So, again, we've talked about before, national level, the bars are there. The bars are low. If you already crossed the bar, you have to let everybody else that deserves to be in. You got to let them in. And the bar, and the bar when it came, you know, we can debate about Harold Baines all day long that that's the bar for certain players. But besides Harold Baines, besides the Harold Baines conversation, the fact that you put Pudge in, Pudge Rodriguez on the first ballot is comical. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He is the best catcher of our lifetime. But that to say that he is not a steroid abuser is comical. Uh, <laughs> yes. Jeff Bagwell, Chipper Jones. I'm missing somebody. David Ortiz obviously was a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he already had plenty of rumors around him. So, come on. Yeah, really? that's what that's what kind of you know creaked the door open a little bit because everyone was like, "How could you vote him in, right? Not you know others." But and I know he never positively tested, like you know, officially, even though it needed, was needed the it was out there. Yeah, exactly. Needed, needed the Barry Bonds. Needed the Barry Bonds. Doesn't matter if we know. We know. We know that head grew. Yes. We know. We know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we know. It doesn't matter. He never actually tested positive. So, whatever. But we know. Of course we know. But I know about Chipper Jones. I know yeah. about Pudge Rodriguez. How about this? I know about Pudge Rodriguez personally. I know people <laughs> that gave him things. So, I know about Pudge. I know about, you know, Jeff Bagwell. I know about how about Mike Piazza. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza. Yeah. Really? Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like, relax. Relax, relax with this with this stupid rhetoric. But it, it goes based off of, you know, fan favorites at the end of the day. Sure. That's really what it is. And nobody oh, no, liked and not Yeah, not to mention the, that a lot of these players, whether intentionally or not, they brown nose the hell out of the media, and they got on these writers' good sides. They all they gave him access to all these interviews and blah 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 blah. They got a good reputation amongst journalists, and that's why they get voted in because they were such nice guys. Well, nice guys don't not every not everybody in the Hall of Fame should be in there just because they're nice. Look, a better a better conversation, even though we're not going to have it, is Kurt Schilling. That's a better conversation. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Yes. Is he an asshole? Fuck yes. But whatever. <laughs> what can you do? He's an asshole, but he's a yeah. Hall of Famer. So then, you think you think because my, my I have friends watching this. Okay, do you think Jeff Kent should get voted into? Uh, you said Jeff Kent should Andrew Jones be voted in as well? Then hell yeah, hell yes. Okay, good. I'm the I'm the same boat. Hell yes. I loved Andrew Jones, man. Andrew Jones is the best center fielder of, our, of the last 30, 40 years. Whatever, it's the best center fielder. That guy, that guy, that guy made that pitching staff. Dominant, like that whole thing. Please, Andrew Jones. Of course, he's a Hall of Famer. Well, no, my my, that's what my friend's asking because he did said you if you're gonna that? say Jeff Kent, you have to say. Did you see Andrew that, Jones? Bro, the eye test. Forget about the freaking numbers. Okay, the numbers are there. The numbers are are. He has Hall of Fame numbers. But come on, man. 
the Atlanta Braves were a nationally televised team on TBS in the late 90s and all through the 2000s. The eye test alone shows you that Andrew Jones was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. The moment he left exactly. Atlanta, yes, his, his career went to shit. Let's just keep it real. He was. A, oh, I give him credit. Yeah. He, he took a role with the Yankees and the White Sox, and he, you know what? He played admirably during the during the later parts of his career. The best center fielder, you know, com, com, comparable defensively, especially even more so. He was better than Griffey defensively. It's a better defensive center fielder than Ken Griffey Jr. And, Gr- and Griffey yeah. was one of the best. Uh, ever. Well. <laughs> he's there. He's there. Can, Griffey never made those type can, of plays. Uh, yeah, he made okay. great defensively. Sure, defense. Uh, I'm, I'm only talking defense. I'm talking defense. Okay. Look, okay. how about this? I'm, I'm, gonna th- I'm gonna throw another name out at you that deserves to be in the hall of, in my opinion, deserves to be in the hall of fame. Just, just like Andrew Jones is Jim Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Jim Edmonds is a hall of wow. fame player. To me, Jim Edmonds is a hall of fame player. Defensively, him and Andrew Jones were on par. They were fantastic defensively, both of them. And Jim Emmons put up some pretty, pretty nice numbers in his career. Very nice numbers. So that's that's a name iteration, in my opinion. So that's that's that that's not that's not that's not that's not the alcohol talking. That's that's real. <laughs> no, I listen, it's a it is a fantastic debate. I wish more writers could have within each other because it, it is very questionable each and every year when, when people I, I always had a, I always had an issue with Fred McGriff not getting into the Hall of Fame because of seven home runs seven home runs I always had an issue with that because he would have hit those sevens during the strike season if you if, if the strike wouldn't have happened because if he would have hit 500 he'd be in the Hall of Fame already but since he hit 493 uh. it took him 12 13 years to get in Talk about seven home runs, dude. And not to mention he was <laughs> seven home runs. Not to mention right, he so, was, you know. Do you think Kenny Lofton should be in there? I think he deserves to be in there more than Harold Baines. I agree with you on that one. See, we were talking about that off here before. Like, yeah. oh, man, that's <laughs> – Oh, God. Every, dude, every time I think of that, I just think like it's – like I, I, the thing is, is I think I think most writers know that Maybe that one shouldn't have happened, but you can't let that slide again. I understand that you set the bar lower for Hall of Fame, but you can't yeah. let that happen again. Well, but uh, he was. I'm not saying Harold Baines isn't a great player. He is. I just don't think he's a Hall of Famer. He's well. Harold Baines was a compiler. He compiled numbers because he played. For yeah, so because long. he played forever. Yeah. Play forever. So he's a he's a number compiler. You can argue, even though I believe he's a Hall of Famer, you can argue that Omar Vizquel is a compiler as well, because yes, he played for so that. long. But we, yeah. but again, you have to see him play. And what we saw, as Omar Vizquel showed, at shortstop is the best defensive shortstop of our time, of my time at least, not your time, my time. <laughs> so, you know, Vizquel, yeah, not your time. Vizquel <laughs> was the best defensive shortstop of my time. So, hence, he deserves to be a Hall of Famer. Plus, he could, yeah, he compiled numbers because he played for so long. So, again, it's just, it's just a matter of opinion and where your heart and head is at when it comes to the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, for me, there's just certain players that just 
don't belong and certain players that that got discounted too easily or got disregarded too easily like a Carlos Delgado that didn't even get past the first first the first ballot like he was he was the probably the best first baseman of the 2000s and he just got disregarded so fast you know so yeah you don't want to give me a vote man cuz I'll 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 make a case for everybody <laughs> Or make a case for uh, pretty much no. Like for example, this coming ballot right now with these new players, there's nobody first ballot worthy from this new crop of players that are, that are in the ballot this year. Carlos Beltran deserves a lot of consideration. He's just not a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he deserves a lot of consideration, more consideration than a lot of other players have gotten. So I think Carlos Beltran should be on the on the ballot for a while. And maybe eventually one day get in, because I think he deserves. I think he deserves that much. But people will argue that he's not a Hall of Famer for some reason, and I don't understand that either. Yeah, well, like I said, man, it's the the debate will go on forever. Yeah, uh, I do want to shift though back to today's news, not Aaron Judge. Uh, in, in related, related. There's the word. Thank you. Uh, we brought back a former Yankee, Tommy Canely, that I think is a very much a fan favorite. And I, I, I'm, I think it was a great deal, to be honest. Five and a half million for two years, but five and a half a year for two years. I like that deal. I think that's a that's a good deal for a reliever, a guy who the Yankees had a lot of trust in before he left, and uh, pitched pretty well with with the Dodgers. I know he had the Tommy John in 2021, but I, I think he'd still be a great uh, relief help. The Yankees desperately need relief help, and I think that's a great way to get started. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see the Yankees did something during the winter meeting so far. I know there's still, you know, we still have tomorrow, but um, I, I, I like the move. What, what do you think of it? It's another piece. Again, I had a, uh, a high, super high leverage piece here. He was high leverage when he was with us. I, I actually thought his obviously his his fastball changeup combination is one of the best in the league uh, when he was with us. Um, I'll be honest with you, I kind of lost track of him when he went to the Dodgers last year and and beyond. So I didn't I didn't really follow him over there. But in the high nineties and can mix up that changeup, he's he's a, he, he was devastating with us. And I if we bring that back, I have no issues with it. And I guess you know I you guess. Just, they saw his medical. I don't, I, guess, to, I don't mean to stop you. Yeah. But you just brought up a, a perfect, a perfect thing by accident. Okay. When they go, like, because he went to the Dodgers. He pitched you know, yeah. 13 games with a 2.84. Yeah. He only had, uh, I think, almost like 13 something innings. Like, yeah, 12.2. So, okay. you know, he was hurt for all of 2021, barely came back for 2022. It's, it's a, you know, we know who he was. He barely pitched in 2020. He's basically hasn't pitched. Since 2019, in a full year, that was the last time we got anything of a full year out of him, in right. any any organization. So, I think he could still be a great. Um, but you brought up a great point by saying, you know, once once he went to LA, I kind of lost track of him. I mean, it's you know, and that's because he went to the West Coast, and and I, not to bring this all the way full circle back to Judge, but it's you know you know how I feel about that. Yeah, you know how I feel about West Coast players. Once you go to the West Coast, so much changes for you. And, and You're dead. I, I, 
to the to the public eye, you are a corpse. You just don't yeah. get the you don't get the coverage. You don't get the views. You don't get the eyes. You just don't. And the reality is that the East Coast is where the money is. Exactly. You know, people people talk about you know Silicon Valley and the West Coast all you want, and you know for a hundred and sixty two game season, you just get lost in the sauce basically. Now you know with the with the more balanced schedule, maybe it's a little different because you're going to be playing a lot more teams, obviously, and they're going to be you're going to be traveling all over the country a little bit more often and playing in different regions and whatnot. But but my my opinion there is that you know once you go to the West Coast, you lose a lot of you yeah you just you lose you lose a lot of opportunity when it comes to like endorsement deals and. And being able to make other types of money, like yeah. if, if Mike Trout, Trout yep, I, I always look at Trout. If Mike Trout was in the East Coast, his shoe would sell a lot better. It does not mm. his shoe yep. doesn't sell. You go to Dick's Sporting Goods here in Miami, where, you know where I'm at. His shoe is just you have it. You can get any size you want. It doesn't matter. It doesn't sell at all. If he was an East Coast player, showing that kind of skill and with those kind of that he has, his shoe would sell like this. His shoe would just be a would, would be a, would be one of the big, would, one of the bigger sellers out there. And because, but again, since since the East Coast is you know is mostly asleep when he when he when 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 the fifth inning comes around in the West Coast, people are just not paying attention to what's going on out there. You have to see the headlines the next day if there if there are any, you know. It's, exactly. It's just, it's just it's just different, man. It's a, it's a different animal altogether. You know, I, I use the example of Mookie Betts a lot. You know, Mookie Betts obviously with with Boston was everywhere, and now with the Dodgers, yeah, he's still a fantastic player, top ten player in the league. We we know that because we follow baseball, but mm-hmm. your, your average Joe across the street who watches Red Sox games once in a while or watches Yankee game once in a while. Or follows the Marlins doesn't know, doesn't remember Boogie Betts very much at all. He'll yep. he'll get reminded when he when you see him at the All Star game, you know. So yeah, and, and I love I love Mookie Betts, but like I don't pay attention nowhere near as much as I did when he was right. on the Red Sox. Correct. Like he was exactly. on he was on TV. I was watching him play the same time the Yankees were every night. He was doing incredible things. Obviously, his his tenure with the Red Sox is. One for the ages, but sure. when he went to the Dodgers, you're like, "Oh, cool!" You know, wow, look at him wearing the Dodger blue. But then once you got comfortable with knowing he's over in the West Coast and with the Dodgers now, you're like, oh. "Yeah." Like after like six months, you're like, "Okay." Yeah, it and just and, fades. And, and you for you and, I, and not that you not that I, I don't forget how great of a player he is, but yep. most people no, no, do. And then, and then and then you have this crazy statistic because it's insane. You know he's he he has the most three home run games in Major League Baseball history. Like, no, I didn't. That's know. yeah. He has the most. Okay, how young he is. He has the most three home run games in Major League Baseball history, and look how young he is. Like he's he's must see television, but he's not he's not on the East Coast. So you don't get to appreciate just what a fantastic talent, likely future Hall of Fame talent that Mookie Betts is. And you know, and, and then when you hear the the you know the like for right now, I'll give you like we'll we'll 
good to see Mookie Betts on a better on a better level come the World Baseball Classic. Because I don't know if you've seen that roster. Mookie Betts is the second baseman of the yeah. of Team USA. Well, he said he's gonna play second base. The Dodgers that he wants to play second base now. Well, yeah. Well, I, I thought I thought that was only contingent if they got Aaron Judge. Well, he was saying no. He lines, was just but... saying it in general that he wants to start preparing to shift over to the infield, which I I, I do okay. understand. That's his, that, funny enough, that's his natural position. That's it in college. He plays second base. Yeah. So and uh, the Red Sox put him at second base in the World Series. So. You know, like he's comfortable. True, right. You know, just to get JD his at bats. Right. Yeah. Well, again, I'm just, you know, he's there, and I ultimately, I think he's a great person. I don't know him personally, obviously, but he just seems like a, like a really just don't get to appreciate those kind of players when they're on the West Coast, the majority of the country, at least. So, unless, unless San Francisco is planning on getting, how about this? We we a couple uh, about a week ago we saw somebody put out there what the lineup the the Giants lineup would be with Aaron Judge in it. Mm-hmm. It's all right. No, <laughs> it's all right. No. It's not a contender. But that's something the Judge has to to take into effect too. Like one hundred percent West Coast thing. Once you go to the West Coast, you know, and, and after like a first season with 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 the Giants, so many opportunities, and you know. People watching you will fade, and I'm not to be like oh, like a big Yankee boy sort of thing, but that's just how it is. And if you're in that division, you're always competing against the Dodgers. You know what? You know and how the they Padres do. now, and the Padres. You know how those two teams Who are do so win now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so you know how those two teams do business. You know that already. Exactly. You know you you know that the Diamondbacks are pesky, but they're not there, and you know the Rockies are just a freaking mess. So okay, yep. so you got three out of so you got three out of five teams in your division that are formidable, mm-hmm. but especially those top two. Those yep. top two are monsters. They're just yep. they're just monster organizations that just that just spend, 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 and they they they're in win now mode, obviously. And they're gonna keep for the foreseeable future, they're gonna be very, very good. So again. It doesn't matter if it's with the Yankees or if it's a, or if it's with the Giants. The window for Aaron Judge to be a dominant force in this league is not very long. It's a mm-hmm. small window. It's a very small window, like we talked about. And can he win it during that window? Again and, and again, let's, let's just talk about the other elephant in the room because it's there. That stadium is freaking huge. Yeah. There's no cheap home runs there. Whether no. you pull it, whether you send it to right field, I I'll, I'll, I can even predict that he'll hit one good enough that he'll be probably one of the one of the first right-handed hitters to ever hit one in McCovey Cove. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fine. But there's no 60 home runs there. You're not Barry Bonds. He's not, there's, I don't think there's You're 50 either. Very, 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 very not likely either, for sure. The fact of the matter is that you—it's a great park for average. Yes. Again, I always, I always talk. I always, I always talk about this as well. It's, it's. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, it's you have to build your team to your park. See your park. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> you have to build the team to to your park because that's where you're going to play half the games. 
So if yeah. you're going to build the team to your park, is Aaron Judge really the, the best fit for your park? He, he's a he's a good fit in any park. Mm-hmm. But are you going to hit 40 jacks, 50 jacks by playing in San Francisco? No. Guess what? I think you'll hit 300. I think you'll hit 300 because yeah. the gaps are just so big. The Lily, we're not a target. <laughs> she likes to self-check out because you know because she can see herself. Um, so you know the gaps are so big, you'll you'll probably hit some more doubles and triples and whatnot. You'll probably even hit 300 because again, the, the outfielders have to play so back that if you actually hit a ball decently, it'll it'll probably fall in the in the in the front, but you don't have three you don't have three three fifteen down the line. You just don't have yeah. it. So, so it's very difficult. And not to mention the Bay Area wind is a completely mm-hmm. different animal altogether, especially for a right-handed hitter because that's wide open. That's wide open. On the on, on, on left field is wide open. You get the Bay Area wind all day long. It's not the same. It's just really, really not the same. So, I didn't get that. So you, ha- you, have to, you have to think about that too if you're him. But, again, I just think right now there's just – the, the 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 feeling in the room, even from even in the East Coast, like where we are, is that he's not happy with the Yankees. The way that they yeah. conduct business. He's just you can just tell that there's something off about about the whole relationship right now. And well, again, you gotta, you gotta also whether, whether whether that's the case or not. Sorry, whether that's the case or not, you and me are on the same boat. We don't care. Exactly. We just don't care. You sign great. We're, I mean, great-ish. Again, it... It depends on what the contract is. To really depending on what the contract is, right. But what well, we've talked about it. If he is a one-player deal, if that's the, if that's the whole offseason, this is a failure. It's a failure. Yep. It's a failure. If that's the offseason, it's a failure. If it's him, if it's Rodon, if supposedly they met with Brandon Nimmo yesterday, you give me those three players? Okay. That's better. Yeah. Let's keep it real. That's better. That's a lot better. Heck yeah. But nah. That it, it needs to be more than that. Well, and that's that's the thing too. And what's up, Enrique? What's uh, up, guys? I, I I was thinking this before, and let's just, you know, imagine Judge yes. is in San Francisco. Let's just imagine it. You have to assume that the Giants aren't playoff contention this year. Nope. And uh, you know, even if they go out and get Someone like Carlos Correa, along with Judge, which is definitely possible. I don't know if they if they would do it, but I know they're definitely going to look into getting a shortstop, and probably Dansby Swanson or, you know, Xander Bogarts is more of their financial option if they get someone like Judge. But even so, they're still going to have to compete with one of the two because they're not winning the division. They're going to have to compete with the Padres or the Dodgers, which means probably the Padres, and then. If you just go over one division to the NL East, you're gonna to have to compete with two out of those three of either the Mets, the Braves, and the and the Phillies. And Marlins are on their way. So, you know, you have let's just say those three for right now. You have to compete with those three teams, three of those teams, just for a wild card spot. Well, in the, in the central three, you still got St. Louis and you got Milwaukee in the central. Exactly. And so I know Milwaukee's like, more on the on the downhill, but sort of you know, yeah. like even like I look at the Central as kind of being pretty easy because yeah. you know there's a lot of teams still in the rebuild, but even even so, I don't see right. the Giants being better than 
either three of those five teams. I don't see them being better than any of those five teams. But three of those teams are going to be Correct. competing for a wild card spot. And I don't see them being better than any of them. So if you're Aaron Judge, you have yeah, you you get to play at home, and that's great. But how many years are you expecting not to make the playoffs? How many years are you expecting to just be great, you know, statistically for yourself, but watching the team be a 500 team or maybe above, barely above well, average 500 team? And traditionally speaking, traditionally with the Giants, they ne- they tend not to even keep their own loss. You know, even, exactly. even though Bumgarner was already a little bit washed, sure, they, they still let him go. And he's a hero in San Francisco. You still yeah. let him walk. You didn't keep Gosman. You couldn't keep Gosman. Sandoval. <laughs> and Sand, you know, Sandoval, whatever. He was a hero there, but you couldn't keep him either. You're about to yes. lose Rodone. Yeah. What does that what does what does that say about your team, about your organization, too? You know? Exactly. There's just not a lot going on there. Enrique so, Alge. I'll let again, you know. It's just yeah, yeah, jump in. Appreciate it. How you guys doing? Could be better, I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of fake rumors out there. One second it's He's a yeah. giant. The second he's not a giant, oh, he could be a Yankee. Now there's an arson judge out there, so it's <laughs> it's been a crazy hour. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I've been I've been keeping up with the rumors and everything on Twitter. Um, Heyman almost gave me a heart attack when he saw when when he tweeted out that it looks like he's gonna be a giant. Um, I'm just gonna start out by we were happy, bro. What's up? We were happy. <laughs> I know y'all were, and we that's were. why I'm glad I'm jumping on this. We because I was exactly. watching that's the live too. as yeah. I was trying to join you guys for this, and I was hearing you guys yeah. talk talk yourselves into Judge not being a Yankee because I know we're you happy. both don't want to go that ninth year. Yeah. I say you do, though. Like, I'm the one-third of this podcast that says you give him whatever it takes because he is the face of your franchise. And I'm going to go one step further with it and actually agree with something you both just said. Let's be real. He's not winning Jack over there in San Francisco. He's, he's really not, man. I mean, at the end of the day, we can look at, you know, the Mets. We can look at um, San Diego. We can look at the Braves. All that's all those teams, fine. But at the end of the day, let's be real. The one team you're chasing, if you're Aaron Judge and you – go to the NL is the Dodgers. Like, that's the end-all, be-all in the National League. Does adding Aaron Judge and even another free agent make the San Francisco Giants better than the Dodgers? No, they, they no, it does not. And not even the Padres. I'm sorry. Either. Not even the Padres. Not the Braves. Not the Mets. Oh, not the Phillies. Or the Phillies. None of those teams. That's exactly. right. That's right. The Phillies got better with um, Turner. With adding, uh, yeah. So, but that's what I'm I saying. Mean, Those five teams, who you know, three of them are going to be wild card teams. But you're not better than any of them. You're not no. better than any. So yeah. you're you're talking about probably three years of from age 31 to 34 seasons of that's sitting better. there, being most likely not even a playoff team. You know, are you, I mean, are I'm you real- prepared to do that? And realistically, I mean, yeah, he'll get the the hometown welcome and and be a hometown hero and and be accepted, you know, by his hometown fans there at first, but do you really think, you know, him coming there as a hired gun and not winning anything, you think they'll still love him after a few years of not winning Jack with him? They'll be hating the contract more than you two do. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll be, they'll be on him worse than like, 
you two and like guys and and ladies that think like you two where they're thinking oh no you know now we're stuck with this guy at least yankee fans at least the majority of yankee fans i would like to think that even if they were quote unquote stuck with him they would accept him and they would be happy that he's a yankee for life because he's homegrown you know he's not a hired gun that we brought in you know what I'm saying? Like an Alex Rodriguez where, Alex, I know we spoke off air where you said it's like the A-Rod contract all over again. But I differentiate with you because the A-Rod contract, we looked at it that way because he was a hired gun. You know, we got him from, from Texas. Aaron Judge is a homegrown Yankee. You know, we drafted him. We brought him up. We saw his ups and downs. You know, you saw him struggle in the beginning of his career with that huge K rate, and we've seen him improve year after year to the player he is now. It, it would only be a, a storybook ending for him to finish his career in pinstripes, brother. But, what, but what's it? But what's it matter that he that he was brought up by us? So it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. You want to keep your homegrown guy. Yeah, that's he, why. Yeah, but you don't want to. You don't want to sacrifice quality of your team either in the long in the long run. Again, there's no difference between Aaron Judge right now and Giancarlo Stanton right after he right after right after his MVP season with the Cardinals. There's no difference. They both had monster years, once in a lifetime years that none are gonna ever have again. None of them are gonna have those years again. So and they and they signed their big deals right after. And, and right now, now we're dying for the Giancarlo Stanton contract difference. Zero difference. But what? But let me, let me see if I can if you can at least justify that a little bit. I will. I will. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. Um, yeah. First of all, I'll start with the obvious again. John Carlos Stanton, another hired gun. Okay. <laughs> the guy we we brought in from Miami because we struck out on Otani. You know, what I'm saying mm -hmm. the the backup plan, just like just like Jacoby Ellsbury, which who I heard you guys talking about earlier was the backup plan for losing Cano. You know. Both Alex and Giancarlo were not homegrown Yankees. That's that's the obvious. The second thing, I tend to think that Aaron Judge's game will age better than Giancarlo's simply because he showed you this year uh, after making some adjustments to his swing and his mechanics that he's not just a home run or nothing player like Giancarlo is, like Alex was, although, you know, Alex was at one point of his career, um, a triple crown candidate. So he knew how to hit for average also. Giancarlo, though, is not. Like, let's be real. He's home runner bust. Judge showed you he's not that type of player. And not only that, he's a 10 times better defensive player than Giancarlo is. So I think his game will mature as he gets older a lot better than Giancarlo's did and better than Alex's did. But but again, we're talking about the the overall game. When when Giancarlo with the Marlins, he hit 281. He's never. I mean, he's had years that he's that he's he's batted less than. But he but we but we know that he's played hurt before. But all throughout his career, especially with the Marlins, again projection with the Marlins, he hit two 290, 288, 281. His second year with the Yankees, he hit 288. I know that was uh, yeah his second. Yeah, I know he was hurt for a lot of that year. And last year, and, and in 2021, he hit 273. Very similar averages to what Aaron Judge is overall. Not to mention his exit velocity is a lot more 
or right on par with Aaron Judge, if not a little bit higher. Same for me, same player, same type of player, same physique, same body that we know is going to break down. We know it's going to break down. It is not even up for debate. That body will break down. He's not going to play a high-level right field for another five, six, seven years. It's not going to happen. He will be a DH in the second half of that contract, just like A-Rod was, just like Giancarlo is. He will Again, we talked about, if you were hearing us earlier, it is a privilege to become a free agent. It's a privilege. And that guy has every right in the world to get as much money as possible. And I will not fault him for doing so. The fact of the matter is, I don't want that on. I'm a fan of the team. I'm not a fan of the player. I want the team to be flexible. I want the team to be talented. And I want the team to have long-term sustainable success. Because if the Yankees sign sign Judge to a nine-year deal, they have a three-year window. Three year window to win the world series that's the window the window is three years beyond that is a crapshoot you don't know what you're gonna get you don't know anything it's it's gonna be a surprise unless the only the only way you escape that and again you can't put your chips in that basket is if jason dominguez becomes a monster player that's the only way you escape that kind of thing are you really gonna rest your laurels and put your future in the hands of a kid who's 19, 20 years old, that's the only way that this you can you can overcome this is if Jason Dominguez becomes the next Juan Soto. That's the only way you overcome this is you replace the dying star because Aaron Judge is a, is, will become a dying star with a young cheap star that can carry your team for whatever he's leaving behind because his body will break down, his swing will go away, the power will be there, but the average will be gone, the arm will be gone. It's just. It's just not going to happen for him. See, this is this is where I disagree with you a little bit, though, man. I, I Like I said, I get what you're saying, and in a way you're right. But I feel, again, body-wise, yes. I, I could see where you're coming from, where a huge Adonis-like body like that, especially being almost seven feet tall, which is unheard of for a baseball player. Yeah, I could see how... Anybody would think that type of body would break down after a while. Because it has his later years. I no, that's what I'm already. saying. I get that. Yeah. I I yeah. get that. But again, I feel like his game is so much more advanced than like a Giancarlo Stanton or like anybody else. He's a generational talent. Like he's improved to a level that he's a generational talent and. I'm not looking at this. Maybe Yankee fans that are watching this live might think that I'm just being a homer. And maybe to a degree I am. But at the end of the day, this isn't about being a fan of the player because ultimately I am a fan of the team, first and foremost, just like you gentlemen are. Um, I wouldn't be going all out like this for, let's just say, I don't know. uh, For example perfect example the the comparison we've been hearing a lot today Robbie Cano right when we lost him I was hurt yeah I was pissed but it wasn't like how I would feel if I lost judge because I didn't see Robbie Cano like a guy that was the best in the game where I see Aaron judge as the best in the game right now like he is the best second baseman in the game dude 
but not the best overall player in the game at that point. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't. He was where you could make the player. argument that Judge is the best player in the game right now. He was a you top make five that player, argument. dude. Robinson Cano was a top five player when we lost him. That's why he got 250 million for 10 years. No, I, I, I get you, but, but could you make the argument that he was the best player in the game? You can, can make, make the, the argument, argument that Judge is the best player in the game right now. Otani is. Otani's the best player in the game right now. Like just because he can pitch and, and hit, bro. Okay, very, very well. Fine. Yes. No, okay, I'm sorry. If you want to jump on that, that's not even an argument. Fine. That's not even all an right, argument. Right. The most talented right. player in the game is Shohei Otani. Okay. That's all it. right. All right. All yeah. right. Listen, you want to make that argument? I'm sure there's a lot of people that will agree with you. It's something we haven't seen since Babe Ruth. I get it. Okay. But other than him, who would you say is the best player in the game right now? A lot of people will say Aaron Judge. Like the, he is. There's a reason, dude, he's commanding six um sorry, I was about to say six three hundred and sixty million dollars. Like there's the a best. reason he's commanding he, that type he of had money. the best fuck you season in the history of baseball, dude. He had the best of them. Yeah, sure. Like, but that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's why not, this is that's why Move on. It's the, rea <laughs> the, rea the reality is that that contract was super fair for the qual for the player that he was then. Why Before is he getting then, yeah, now? And because of the injury concerns. I get it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the player he has turned into. And I don't think this is, a you know, a one FU season and just him doing that good. And that it's, it's a again. season we'll never see again. Maybe we won't see again. it to this caliber again. But no. I think he's evolved, dude. I think this was his breakout year. And that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at this as both a fan of the player and a fan of the team. You lose this caliber player, and it's going to damage the team, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion. Like, you don't overcome – you don't – you don't overcome losing a player of this caliber. Like, you lose a player of this caliber, and it's going to haunt you for years to come, brother. I promise you. You, you can overcome. You, you, you can overcome – there's plan. There's 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 there. The, how about this? The plan B sounds better to me than the plan A. What's the plan B? What I, I heard y'all saying? Oh, Juan Soto next year, Shohei next year. Come on, man. Dude, you can't be sure. Look, I'm sorry. Right now, yeah. Look, how about this, Enrique? You you tell me what the you, what player you think is better. We saw. Okay, you heard me before. We already know what this team is with Aaron Judge on it and no other improvements whatsoever. We know oh, what yeah, it is. Of course. It's garbage. Yeah. It's garbage. I'm sorry. It's yeah. straight up garbage. Yeah, if you do it's, nothing it's, else, yeah. It's a 95, 100-win team that will get to the playoffs, and that's it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So. Agreed. And like I tell you, unless, uh, like, like I said before, unless the Yankees prove us wrong, you're putting a lot of faith in them proving us wrong, which, again, I do not have any faith in them whatsoever because they have not shown me that they are going to be pre-2009 spenders you know they're not, they're not they're not showing me that. So since I since we know how this team functions, if they give Aaron Judge anywhere between three hundred and four hundred million dollars to come back, and that's all they do this offseason, this is a horrible freaking offseason. It's a piece of crap. I agree. I agree. You have to do more. So if you tell me plan if you tell me plan A is resigning Aaron Judge, getting another outfield like or someone like that. And signing Carlos Rodon and going youth in the infield, I'm all for it. Go ahead, sign me up. I'm good for I'm good with that. But if you tell me that because we're signing Aaron Judge, because this is what it seems like, 
because we're sending Aaron Judge emotionally, because they have an emotional connection to the, to the man. If Aaron Judge is, is all you're going to do, count me out. I don't want him. I want plan B. I want plan oh, B. Well. I want I want a trade. I want a starter. I want everything. I want, I want plan B. Because if that's all they do, I, I don't want it. All right, I have a question then. Yeah. Judge, Ben Intendi, Rodon. I'll take it. it. I'll take it. Because I'd be happy with that. That's probably if I'm not saying I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm not saying I'm over the moon, but I'll take it. Because if Judge is gonna come back to New York, which at this moment seems very 50 50 at this at this current moment by 7 18 p.m. Yeah, at best is right. Um Ben Attendee's probably the second option because he seems like that he could be in the Yankees rate you know ballpark and, and money wise and yeah, i think the yankees the are he's, he's also in demand i know well it, it, i think the yankees would do like they did with canely today because the red sox were about to get canely and the yankees said hell no and they by took the him. way i i didn't get to comment right. when you guys talked about that that was a great signing great underrated signing it's i just it's hope good, it's not the only signing like one of our followers uh matthew rosen uh, responded to us when we when we tweeted it out. He was like, he put the perfect tweet that basically echoes what every Yankee fan is thinking. Oh, that's great. That's nice. Give me Aaron Judge. So yeah, an underrated well, option. It's good. I'm I'm happy. It helps our bullpen. I just wanted to give my two cents before you continue, Sean. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry, brother. I I like Hanley, and that's it. That's fine. But it's it's like another like move where we current we clearly liked that player when he was a Yankee. So we bring him back. And Canley hasn't had a full season. Well two he hasn't played in two seasons. Then he pitched twelve innings this year. So he hasn't had a full season since twenty nineteen. So you're hoping for twenty nine year old Canley when you get thirty three year old Canley. So how much and coming off Tommy John surgery. So it's a Yes, it's a great deal because money-wise, five and a half million for relievers, nothing. It's you know, chump change for reclamation some project, man. You know the Yankees love those. Well, yeah, especially if you were a fan favorite and you were once here, and he's got a, a great fastball with a with a great with a nasty changeup. So, Bro, the I'll best changeup in the game, dog. I love his changeup. Oh, well, maybe not now, but yeah, back yeah, in but 2019. If he's, if he's still throwing 97, 98, then it's the best changeup in the game. Exactly. If he's throwing so, 93, now, it's, it's, it's yeah. That's that's what you gotta see in spring training. Listen, man, what what have we always said, bro? Matt Blake is he's got the hand of like God when it comes to working with pitchers, bro. If anybody could turn him around, it's Matt Blake, bro. Yeah, but you don't you don't sign somebody I, I, for $4 million dollars to turn him around. He's 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 your seven, he's basically your seven because you signed him to a twelve million dollar deal. Like it's he's not there to he's, he's not a reclamation project. He's he's signed to be a high leverage reliever right now. If he's all the way back, like like Sean said, so let's hope well, he I, is. I, I, but I, I know I interrupted you, Sean. Much. You had a another point. No, I was. I'm just thinking. You know, I'm thinking about this deal. I'm thinking about both sides of what what could potentially happen tonight or tomorrow night. It seems likely that in 24 hours from now, Judge, the Judge sweepstakes sweepstakes will probably be toward the end. I'm not saying that he will. You know, he could do whatever he wants, but. It seems very likely with all the rumors going around and even uh, highly regarded writers and reporters that they're even in on it, that Judge seems to be close to signing somewhere. I, I think inevitably that 
when even when Heyman said that he jumped the gun, I think he has an inkling or he's heard that Judge could be heading somewhere and uh, probably to the Giants and maybe he wasn't supposed to say yet or maybe he, he heard false uh, more detail than he should have. But, you know, I'm, I'm going based off of uh, sorry, I'm going based off of that. He's going to probably be a giant. And so hopefully, hopefully the Yankees can pivot. Cause that's the biggest question here is if judge leaves, will the Yankees be smart enough to pivot towards building a world series team without him? And it's hard because you're going to lose someone that incredible. I get it, but the Yankees have done it before. Every team has to do it. Atlanta did it last year with losing Freddie Freeman. You know they pivoted immediately to Matt Olson just before right. losing Freeman. So same caliber player, man. Let's just keep it real. Freddie Freeman yeah, and Aaron Judge that, are on the same. That was right everyone's there. favorite player on the Braves. Yeah, that that they're they're the same type That's of player. Hero. They're they're he you know homegrown, whatever yada yada yada. But at the end of the day, if you're a good organization, a good organization like the Braves are, you pivot right away. Immediately, like before Freeman signed on the dotted line with with Los Angeles, that trade was over. That's what you do. That's how you treat players. They're commodities, bro. They're not. There, there's no emotion here, dude. You have to move on right away. Yankees, my opinion. Get word from the judge camp that hey, you know we're having a deal with San Francisco. We're not gonna get. You know, we're gonna go to San Francisco. Gonna announce the deal probably until tomorrow morning. Tonight, I have his replacement my roster. Tonight, because that's what good organizations do. You get you you replace them immediately. And the fact of the matter is, the team as it is right with Aaron Judge on it is not a World Series team. So that's my worry. It's still my. This will be the only big thing that they do this offseason. That's going to be my worry until opening day. Because if this is the only thing that they do, this offseason is a fucking failure. There's no other, there's no way to slice it here. If this is all they do, it's a failure. We're not going to do shit next year. Again, we know this team is not a World Series team with Aaron Judge on it. How about this? I have more faith that it'll be a World Series team with him not on it. Because I know they'll do more, they'll pivot, and they'll get more players in with him not on it. See, Enrique, that's the how, thing, though. I don't how, know. We saw it. How can you feel differently? We saw. We we already saw what this team can do in the postseason with him. Imagine what they could potentially do without him. They could probably put a better team on the field. No, you won't have a player of his caliber. Not not this year. But you you can potentially improve your team to the point that they can. I don't know. Surpass somebody. Yeah. Uh, that's but that's my biggest thing is will they pivot? That's what yeah, they, no, they'll that's pivot, the biggest man. fear. No, they'll, no, they'll pivot. No, they'll definitely pivot. But okay, obviously, I yes, they will pivot, right? But will they pivot to making the right move? Will oh, they yeah. pivot to doing the right thing, or is it going to be just a bunch of small little things like we like like if you just look at last year, right? right. There was no pivoting. But clearly, the Yankees needed something at shortstop. Right, one of the biggest shortstop classes you could have asked for, and we end up in this twins trade. 
Okay. That was very questionable. Okay, let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you. Let me, let, me, let me go this route because I saw this graphic somewhere on Twitter and there. If the pivot, let's say the pivot involves, you know, the guy that we like, Brian Reynolds. I found this on the web. Let's say it involves, say the pivot also includes Rodon. Let's say the pivot includes Benintendi. And let's say the pivot includes Xander Bogarts. Just as a, a name I'm throwing out there. I'll be so fucking happy <laughs> with that pivot. Like, I won't even, I, how can you, I'll, I'll be so happy <laughs> with that pivot. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you think? If that, if that's the pivot that happens. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Yeah. Or yeah. Enrique, whoever. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know because I just, I, as much as I would love it, I well, I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking hypothetically speaking. Oh yeah, then I would pivot. Absolutely. If that's the pivot, yeah, I'll be over the moon. I'll be so excited. Oh, of course. Get me a Bogarts jersey immediately. I'll be so excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I would. Because that's that. That's a that's that's a that's a pivot, man. That's, that's oh, of course. That, that's something. That's a real something that you can look forward to. You know. Yes. One hundred percent. But the thing is, will. They do that, or even be in the ballpark of what you're talking about. Well, I don't know if I have that faith yet. No, I, I, until I, I, I see it. something like Rodon signed, right? I'll go. Okay, all right. I, you know, I, I get the lack of faith. I, I understand that. You know, they haven't done anything to really impress us over the last over the last couple of years to really say that that we, we we they deserve our faith. But if the pivot is moving on, you know, Judge goes and you know, does you know does whatever he does in San, San Francisco. If the pivot is Brian Reynolds, Carlos Rodon, Andrew Benintendi, and a Bogarts Correa kind of thing, I'm like, come on, bro! Like, how can you be mad at that? I'll be so wow, excited. I would love every second of it. I'll but... be so excited <laughs> so for that, you know. <laughs> I'm just, oh, come on, up a lineup with that kind of talent. Oh my god! I, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I prefer. Yeah. I take it. I'll take it all day long. Yeah, I, I get it. And I know people are who I was thinking probably think like last season, you know, without Judge, you don't even you don't even make the playoffs without him most likely. Or you squeak in cuz Judge carried this team. So Like what the what did the what, who did the Phillies miss out on? Miss out on that they pivoted to getting Schwarber and Castellanos. They got both. They missed out on somebody. That's right. And, you're right. Yeah, they missed out on somebody, and then the pivot was to get both Schwarber and Castellanos, which I forgot who that. Yeah, give me a second. Let me do my. I, know, I can't remember either. Yeah, hold on. I, I I'll get it. What is happening? I'm not sure. I love how people pretend to be uh, <laughs> hmm. pretend to be uh, what do you call it? Writers and reporters now. Everyone oh, yeah. says now the Padres are the mystery team. Yeah, I, don't think, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, definitely the um, the Time Magazine thing. That yeah, that's suspect. That is very suspect. That's Especially very today, 
Like that, uh, I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, oh, cool, good for him. Another little accolade. But then I started reading it, and I was like, uh-oh. Right. Yeah, were the, were the Phillies in on Freeman? I don't think they, by the end they were. I don't because I don't think they were in on Simeon or 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 Corey Seager, maybe Chris Bryant. It could have been Chris Bryant. Could have been Chris, Chris Bryant. Bryant. It could yeah. have been, or it could have been Correa or Trevor Story. I think, it, I, I think Correa was part of it. It was, I, but it was a, was it? Yeah, it could have been Story. I don't I just remember. Know, I just know they, I remember, yeah, they pivoted to those yeah, and they pivoted the to end. getting both Schwarber and Castellanos. And honestly, too. how crazy! And, and I'll tell y'all some. Let me oh, let yeah, me tell are. y'all boys some really quick because I my camera was cutting out before I could respond last time, so I didn't get to say what I was gonna say. Um, yeah. This is the thing, Alex, and and this is where again I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit, but at the same time agree with you. First of all, I agree with you that yeah, if if you re-sign Judge, don't do anything else, then I then I agree with you. This team is crap. I agree. I'm also, <laughs> by the way, I just, <laughs> I just bro, you look I hilarious. Just want you to see cool. a comment, bro. So I'm winning the nose on. Let's just go. That's that's awesome. <laughs> Let's go. That's really cool. Um, but I'll disagree with you on one thing, though, man. Um. You're putting a lot of faith into a team that they'll pivot the correct way when the last time that they had a chance to do this, they freaking pivoted with Jacoby Ellsbury, bro. Let's not forget that, you know? And it was the same general manager, Brian Cashman, who they brought back. Different owner, you know what I'm saying? I get that. Or or was it a different owner at that time? Was George alive or was did he already pass at that time? He was dead. Okay, so so same ownership, Hal yeah. and 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 Cash. So you're literally asking the same ownership that I know you said I could curse, Sean, but I hate cursing, so I'll just bleep it. That bleeped up and then freaking got Jacoby Ellsbury as their backup plan and as their pivot. You're putting faith that that same ownership that made that blunder will do it the right way this time. But like what Sean said, they were hoping for the, the Ellsbury from 2013 that was an MVP candidate. You're hoping again. I think that's a horrible strategy. You can never hope to get a certain player. But it was it was not a bad move ultimately. But that's we, what I'm we saying. Had, yeah, we had had a good Go center ahead. fielder like Johnny Damon at that point, and then you know this this other you know, and then you and then you. But it it wasn't just can too. So you got two two players. You pivoted to two players instead of getting one. That's what I'm talking about here. About getting multiple players instead of getting one. But that's what I'm saying. But both players wound up being crap for us. Like McCann, at oh, least that, was that serviceable. Was like he he that was fine. He was he wasn't Elsberry all bad was in his hurts. Like I actually Elsberry liked always him. Hurt. But was Ellsbury was a waste. He was always hurt. Yeah, but, so we, but we, we we figure if Ellsbury would stay on the freaking field that he would be productive. But he was hurt. Okay, whatever. But, but that's what I'm good. saying. But. but Okay, but but that's what I'm saying. My question to you, my question to you, and I and I want you to answer this honestly. What makes you think, and what gives you the hope and the faith, and what makes you so sure 
that that same ownership that messed up making those moves in a pivot will make the right moves this time when they're for, forced to pivot again, if and when John, um, Aaron Judge signs with San Francisco. What makes you think they'll get it right this time around? Well, because my because my feeling is that the names that we've heard, the names that we've heard so far, so far, your Brian Reynolds of the world, your Brandon Nimmo's of the world, those are quality players that to this point have not had any injury issues. So I can't. So if they get injured after we trade for them, man, what the hell? I, I don't know what to tell you. But so far they've had no injury issues. They've been very productive players in Major League Baseball. So that's one pivot. The second pivot would have to be would have fielder. So your Xander, Ber your Xander Bogarts of the world, Correa's of the world, that would be the second pivot. So those are your two players, not to mention throw in a starter. The pivot would have to be, instead of paying Judge and a starter, which is what, it, what the rumors that are going around, if you sign Judge to a $36 million a year deal, plus a Rodone for a 30, because he's, he's, he's looking for 30. So let's say those are the two guys. You're talking about $66 million for two guys where you can actually pivot and get Reynolds on the cheap because you're trading what? for him. What am I talking you're talking about, about Nimmo making about 20. Yeah, hold on, give me a second. Let me finish. So, hey, you're good. You're good. My bad. He's <laughs> <laughs> talking about Nimmo getting 20. He's talking about a career getting about 30 because that's what he'll make. You'll make 30. And then you'll, you'll, you're talking about a Rodone getting another 30. So you'll be spending more to pivot for three. Three play for three position, and not to mention another one because our four players swing. But you're talking about adding payroll. So my thing is, is that if if we're talking about two people instead of, so if you're gonna go Judge and Rodon, fine. If you're well, you're gonna give me if you're gonna give me Nemo, Reynolds, a, a Bogart or a Correa, I pr I prefer that. I I'm filling out my lineup. Well, dude. it would be it would be let's let's if we're gonna be technical, it would be Judge Rodone and Canely because we did sign Tommy Canely today to help count. that bullpen. Canely don't count. Canely don't count. <laughs> don't count. I, mean, uh, I, I, I gotta give my two cents on this situation. Don't yeah, but I, I mean, bro, it, you can never have enough bullpen pieces. We literally said that in a previous episode. You can yeah. never have enough, especially piece, with that's how it, that's how that's much these guys get hurt. You know. That doesn't count. But um, but look, man, look. It, it, announcing Kaylee's the equivalent of announcing my two cents. The same shit. Let me let me <laughs> give my two cents. Go you, ahead. When you talk ahead, about sorry, sorry. When you talk about the Yankees pivoting back in what was it, 2016? I if you I think I showed it on on the screen before. Do you do you see all those bad contracts? Back then we were well one we were not a competitive team. We were coming mm -hmm. in barely squeaking into the playoffs to get eliminated by the Astros in 2015 by that little wild card game, Dallas Keuchel. But we weren't yeah. competitive. We weren't surprised that we even made the playoffs. And so to go into 2016 year, and then, you know, perfect time for Cano to go because it wasn't in all that nonsense there. But look at the bad contracts that we had to deal with years after that. Yeah, they didn't work out. But we weren't a competitive team from like 13 and through 2016. Yeah. It was all just bad news. So, you know, I understand Cano leaving and whatever, but the Yankees, even without Judge, are still a World Series, big quotes here, caliber team. And so I still think that Cashman and Howe can pivot to building a team that potentially that they think in their eyes can beat Houston. Do I think that they can beat Houston? No. 
But I think that they can they think that they could beat Houston and that they're still a uh high caliber team. But back then they didn't think that they were a high caliber team. They were just trying to get themselves closer to being ready for the baby bombers, which were supposed to be the next big thing in twenty seventeen. So that's what they were building up to. So it's, it, it's it, I think it's completely different storyline than when one one when it I can't even speak what it once was. So we'll see. I I do think that they can right. pivot, but I just like every a lot of Yankee fans, I don't necessarily trust until I see it. And I think what for me what would start that conversation for me to believe is if. Like, if Judge were to sign tonight with the Giants, let's say, by tomorrow morning or even tonight, Rodon is signed. Plus, there's, you know, some speculation that already the Yankees are thinking about another A-plus high-leverage guy on the move, you know, to, to the Bronx as well. That would convince me, okay, they're still for real. They're, they're actually pivoting for once. But until I see that, yeah, I, I you know, Judge is the more comfortable option, which is why a lot of Yankee fans don't want to see him go either, along with that fan favorite. But it's because we haven't seen anything in a decade that tells us, okay, we could lose our best guy, but we'll be fine. See, but that's the thing, man. I, I'm i sorry. I, I don't agree. I don't think this team, and I know you used air quotes, Sean, and, and that's perfect that you did because I don't agree and I don't think this team is a World Series caliber team. Are they a good team without Judge? Yeah, they're still a good team, but are they World Series caliber without him? No. Are they a World the Series drop caliber off team is now? huge. The drop-off is huge without him. No, they're not, but that's why I No, I but they pretend to be every year. You they pretend, they pretend you to be right. Judge and a Rodon, and you solidify that rotation with Cole, with Rodon, Nestor. You got a nice top three in your rotation there. And if, if you know what I'm saying, if you add, let's just say, a Brandon Nimmo to the mix, which not I happening. get it. Maybe if, if you, you add Rodon and Judge, happening. you're not going to afford a Brandon Nimmo. But let's just say right. you do, and you add him to the top of the rotation. We, or you add Benintendi back. We can't have Or you add Benintendi back, like, like Sean Doesn't said. Matter. I think they would be good enough. You know what I'm saying? I really do. Whereas so. if, if you lose Judge, it's going to be a massive drop-off. It's not going to be the same, man. You're going to be worse. Especially especially depending what you do in your pivot, like y'all said. And and I'm sorry, I don't trust this front office to do the right pivot moves. I don't. I don't trust them. This was the Cano pivot. Yep. You see that nonsense? I, I can't yeah. see it because I'm on my phone, remember, boys, so I can't see. It's, it's very small. Very small letters. It's This is our starting lineup, if y'all can hear me. Yeah, you can. Okay. The starting lineup is Brian McCann, Mark Deshera, Brian Roberts, Derek Jeter at 40. So, <laughs> young Gervis Solarte, which was like oh a half-year wonder before we traded. He was awesome. I liked him for that Yeah, well, we got Chase Headley, cool. which is another. He, he was great until he had the yips. And then Brett Gardner, still at 30. Jacoby Ellsbury just signed. Ichiro at 40. Carlos Beltran at 37. Alfonso Soriano at 38. You know, uh, Stephen Drew, Martin Prado, 
you know, like Steven Drew. It was it was just a bunch of super old names with a big contract. We still had the CC Sabathia contract, Hiroki Kuroda's contract, which wasn't that wasn't that bad, but we just didn't have anything, no money to give, nothing. We our biggest trades was the Pineda trade. That yeah. was our big yeah. ooh because right. we weren't competitive yet. We weren't anything. We weren't anything remotely close to being, you know, uh, World Series. And I'm not saying Yankees are World Series right now, but they pretend to be. You know, they thought they were this year until they went to Houston every time. And then, yeah, and then they come up with the, oh, we don't care what we do against Houston in the the regular season. Well, you should because they wiped your ass in, in, uh, in, in, in the playoffs, so. It's God. There's so much that needs to happen. That's why, even with, like, that's why I proposed to both of you before. Let's just say Judge, Benintendi, Rodon. To me, that's that's not that's nowhere near enough. Nope. Because you're just running the same old team. I think it makes you better. It's the same. But, but how much better? It, it's the same it's not better than beating Houston. It's the same thing. Nah, you put bro. that against Houston. You're not. We had Benintendi and Judge last year. What happened? But you add a Rodon, and that fixes but your pitching. Wasn't the problem. In the playoffs. Oh, yeah, exactly. Pitching, Pitching wasn't, wasn't our problem. We just had no hitting, the problem. which is always our case in the playoffs. But see, this year you're you're banking on, and I know it's a it's a big thing to bank on, but you're banking on getting your some added help in the hitting department from the youth. You're banking on a full year of um Oswaldo Cabrera. You're banking on possibly Anthony Volpe coming in. You know, who knows? Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Uh I know that's a big thing to bank on because you can't bank on youth all the time. You know, you can only get lucky like the Astros did and get a Pena who wound up being a freaking World Series MVP as a rookie. That doesn't always happen. I get it. But who knows if that helps? You know what I'm saying? The influx of youth. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know how you can count on that. Like yeah, you can. I don't know. You can't count that's on That's the toughest part. That's the toughest that's part because you don't know what you're going to get from there. Like you can only control what you can control, and what you can control right now is who you fill out your lineup with, right now. Like right at this very moment, and right at this very moment, you're you're running. We talked about with 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 Keith a couple of weeks ago. You're running back. We'll be running it back again with the same shit. I don't want to run it back with the same thing because we know what's gonna happen. We and guess what? Houston got better. Got better with oh, Abreu. Yeah. They got a lot better. And even though they lost Verlander, better. they still and yeah, they lost Verlander. starters. They still got six starters in without Verlander. So who cares? Houston's still the cream of the crop. And we're not even we're not even close to them. Not even close with arrows. No chance in hell. We're not even close to them. Yep. So that's why I feel that the pivot is in the comfort. It's 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 definitely up for debate because with Judge, obviously Judge is our best chance of beating Houston, but it like I keep saying, I love, I would love to have Judge, but I also I'm not devastated if we lose him because it depends what you do with the money that you were gonna give Judge. Right. And do you see what Michael K said? I I see the comment that our follower uh, Matthew Rosen put on the bottom. Even Michael K says that without judge, they don't win the East or make the playoffs that they need to sign them by any means necessary. Okay. That's but... from Michael K. My wife is okay, but Michael K is not happy with that. <laughs> doesn't know she doesn't... She's not no, happy that I'm, I'm okay with judge leaving. 
the goal here? Winning the East or winning the World Series? What's the goal? But that's the, the thing. Goal? If you don't win the East, bro, if you don't win the East, what makes you think you're going to win the World Series? Yeah, as long as that's Houston is there, there, there you're, you're not going to win the World Series. You're not going to win the World nah, Series. Like the, Phillies. the Phillies almost did it. What? Phillies almost oh, did what? Bro, listen. No, they, they like didn't I said, East, to me, you get worse. You you get worse. Like I, I feel like without him, you get worse. You don't no. get better. You get worse. It, it dude. Once you hit the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. Just like Stein, Steinbrenner says all the time. Crapshoot. Yeah. That I'll give him that. Yeah. So that's why he settles on the team yeah. that he gets. Because in the playoffs, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a little easier to predict on our side because Houston's just such a juggernaut for since 2015, but or 2017, that, I should really say. But you know, and not, and not to mention, not to mention, everybody's got them better around us. Seattle's better, exactly. Texas is better. Like at least for the next two years, they're better. Like they're what's around and us. Look, I we, still, I still don't think though. I, I still don't think Texas is even. Texas is so no, desperate. And, and speaking they're of still Houston, sub five hundred. No, no, Degrom isn't gonna make them any better. But look, speaking of Houston, look, they're Toronto even doing better? exactly what I mentioned to you guys. Like, look at, look at how they've gotten better, even with their young players. Look at uh, the impact that that a Jordan Alvarez has had on them, bro. He was the freaking darling in the playoffs. You know. You got him. A, you got Jeremy Pena. It wasn't even in the playoffs. Like, I had a monster year. Like, That's and, what I'm saying. So that just shows you what I'm saying, that maybe who knows. I'm, I'm saying it's a lot to bank on, but who knows if we get that type of, you know, caliber play from a Volpe or, or one of our young studs. You know, who knows if Jason Dominguez will be that type of player in the future. You know what I'm saying? I so get it's a lot to ask. Game. I see the way you're giving me, Alex. You, but you I'm have the long game here. The long game is not sacrificing your future by tying up your funds on one guy. That's what the long game is. He's going to be washed up in four years, dude. He's going to be washed up in four guy, years. That one guy is the best player in the game, though, man. Uh, for, four my more years, for four more years, if that. Arguable, arguable. He had the best year Argu this year. He he's not gonna. You can go with so have a year like people. this again. You can go with Tatis. You can go with Soto. You can go with Otani. There are so many yes. players who are better at twenty three yes. years old. Yes. You're talking. Yes. Are you? Let me ask you, Enrique, real quick. Yes. Who would you rather have on your team, Aaron Judge or Juan Soto? Aaron Judge. Juan Soto. I kid you not. You're out of your mind. Out of your mind. I kid you not, dude. I you're taking. You not. I'm you're gonna sorry. Pay, you're I gonna take Juan a 31 Soto. year old judge over a 23 year old Juan Soto. Age wise, if we're talking about age and we're starting a franchise, and you could pick one of the two, of course, you know, basic logic and basic, you know, common sense tells you to go with the younger player because you can have him for longer and he'll be better for longer. I get it but right now you're talking about right now which one i would rather have it's judge he's the better player you're crazy i will i will battle you till the day you die on this one there's no way yeah I, no bro. way dude a 23 year old soto now or i guess 24 oh my i would take him one zillion percent over bro, if, if, if we're gonna go that route, you might as well just say, "Oh yeah, bro." Then then let's go all youth. Then for for all, if you're gonna go that route, let's get Julio Rodriguez too. Why not? Let's just go. Well, all no, you're youth, saying, you know saying you said best player in the game. 
best player in the game. Right. I would that's take what Julio I'm Rodriguez over Judge right now, too. Yeah. That kid's 21 years old. 21 years old. signed into a 10-year deal. <laughs> Which they did already. They already did that. Until 31. They already exactly. did that. They already did that. Stunned. You cannot they're... say either of those guys are better than Aaron Judge, though. They're yes. phenomenal players, but they're not better than Judge. Okay. In the, maybe if, if they're not better than Judge, year, they're like Judge this will be better away. than them. They exactly. this far maybe away. Judge will be better in 2023. Sure. But in 2024, yeah. 2025, when they're in their primes, and they, well, they, they haven't even reached their prime. They're four years away from their prime and still yeah. superstars. We already saw like Judge's they, prime. They we made decide. the majors five years before Judge even did. Judge didn't make the majors until he was 26 years old. Exactly. <laughs> so you're talking about five extra years that they're at their prime. They're going to become free agents at 26. Well, not 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 uh, Rodriguez now, but throw it out. Okay. But you're talking, and, and Soto's going to be free agent at 25. So let me let me ask you, if you you have the opportunity at Judge at 31 now, sign him to a nine year deal or. Soto at 25, uh, 24 and a half next year. Which one would you rather have? On a nine year deal. Soto. You see what we're saying? Soto. You're talking about. Look at the difference. And Otani, too. Otani's what, 27 now? I mean, I, I, again, next year, free agent. I get it. I get where y'all boys are coming from. And I, and I know I'm. I'm alone in this, and I'm the lone soldier batting, batting, batting for Judge, and you know, you're getting, on the hill you're getting, batting, battling for him. Getting, but we got listen. we got the high ground, like Obi Wan Kenobi says. That's right. <laughs> but I don't care though. We got the high ground. He's that good, man. Listen, all right. Top off right, your listen. freaking limb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, bro. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying I don't disagree with y'all, and I don't see where y'all are coming from. But again, you know, like you just said a little while ago, Alex, you're both of you are using this logic because you you guys are playing the long game. I'm talking about now. And if this team, because we're not talking about starting a franchise and starting a young up and coming franchise that you're building for the future. We're talking about a franchise that supposedly, according to the both of you, likes to pretend that they're in win now mode. Right. Or can you really win now with those two or do you win now with Judge? You win now with Aaron Judge. That's the guy you go after. Not well, to mention, like on you our, said, he's homegrown. Not team. to mention, he's the guy that is your captain. If you resign him, he's the Matt. captain of your Look team. Everybody Look looks for him. Look what Matt just said. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look what Matt just said. What's up, Matt? All How right, doing, well, well, bro, hey, listen, I'll be the lone right. soldier on this. I don't care, man. Like when I you, said, I... When, you, when you lose Matthew Rosen, you lost this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true. And only I because mean, he didn't get to the majors until 26. 26, that, right. It's not his, that's it's not why, his fault. Yeah, no. And, and it's just it's just that's that's how I, I 1000% would choose Soto, would choose Tatis even though Tatis is his own head case. Right. The Julio Rodriguez is all those guys. And you know right. what? I and to even to even bring this conversation full circle, I think Tatis could potentially get traded this offseason. Yeah, because of this is the best time, best time to trade him while you still can. You know, you can get that contract off the books. I could see them pivoting to a shortstop like Xander or something like that. But if you can get him off the books, especially with him and being heck, everyone in baseball is going to want him. But it's you know, and he's still a, a fantastic player. But you know, you're not going to get him until middle of next year anyway. 
So he could definitely get traded, but absolutely, absolutely. And it, dude, every year it's going to be the same thing. You know, in two years from now, we're going to hear about a guy we, we haven't even thought of. And we're going to be like, damn, wish I had him. And in two years from now, when Judge is 33, going into his age 30, with a four season or age 32, 33 season, you're going to be wishing, oh, man, I wish we had the money for Soto. Oh, man, I wish we had the money for Otani. You know, I, I wish we had the money for whoever the big free agent is yeah, yeah, and, two and years the, from now. The, the, hope, the hope here, if you're the Yankees, is that Jason Dominguez becomes the next freak. If he becomes the next freak, then know, man. I'm not saying he's going to be, but hopefully that's the hope. Yeah, I, I he, see what you're saying. You see what I mean? If you, if he yeah. becomes the next freak of nature player, then okay. Then let's see, let, let's see what we got. We haven't had a freak like that ever. Cano, maybe? He was young yeah. when he came up and he became a phenom. So, he just has so much hype. Like It's almost impossible to, you know, fill up. You know, to live up to that. Live yeah. up to the hype. Thank you. Because of he, the dude was compared at 16 years old. Uh, he's Mandel and Trout combined. Like, what? How How is that possible? No one right. would ever be. So, I, I don't know. It, it's uh, – it's tough, and that's why like I don't mind him. Like this is the first year I honestly don't mind seeing Dominguez in trade conversations. Like I would trade Dominguez for for Brian Reynolds, I would do it. D- Reynolds is proven. I'd rather not. I'd ra- I I would, rather. I rather for three I full would. years of Reynolds, I'd do it. I I rather I they you know, I rather they trade their infield prospects. But I'd if you're talking about this three year win, I'm saying I'm saying if Judge is a Yankee. Oh, you're talking about three years yeah, yeah. of a window here. Then you got to get like Reynolds. You have to get the guys who are going to bring you a World Series in three years, because by year four of Judge's contract, the prime is over. over. I'm not saying over. he's going to be like a 15 home run guy. Yeah, but, but he's not going to be the same. He's going to be a 265, you know, 30, 28 home runs because he still has, you know, he's six foot seven. He's going to have the power, but you know, Vasquez going to be the same. He can even hit 40 because of where he plays. It's just yeah. the average will go down, the strikeouts will go up because your bat yep. speed will go away naturally. So, yep. you know, it's just, it's just, it just is what it is. I wouldn't trade either Dominguez or Volpe for, for oh, anybody definitely not unless. Not, definitely not Volpe, but your Peraza's well, and your Pereira. You're Pera- Volpe for Soto. Volpe better. That's be what I'm saying. Peraza, um, Sweeney, you know, Cabrera, those guys, fine. But you're not touching Anthony Volpe or Jason Dominguez, in my opinion. No, I agree. I agree with you. I, I, I wouldn't want to trade Dominguez now, now, because I think that I think that his potential is just too valuable to the Yankees. Again, we talk about potential all the time. And I know potential is is coming on, but you see the phenoms in this league with, with your Sotos and with your Peñas and with your – the Yankees need to have somebody like that on this team. And they need to bring somebody up. They need to bring somebody up from their own system that could potentially be that kind of talent. And the only ones that you can actually see that could be that kind of talent are Volpe and Dominguez. Peraza's not it, but Volpe and Dominguez could be it. So, you know, that's that's why I say you want to see you want to you want to kind of play it out with those guys and see if you and see if uh, they become become these phenoms. Because again, big, that's 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 if you sign judge, because if you sign judge and you give them that long-term contract. You will desperately need those kids to become phenoms and to become otherworldly talents because they have to make up for what you will lose when Judge eventually deteriorates, which will be probably in the next four years. 
Matt just wrote us that that holding on to all these kids is hurting the Yankees from getting good players. Agreed. I mean, uh, no, I agree I with him. I mean, I agree with him to an extent. You have to pick at least two. I agree with him to an extent. I don't think holding on to all of them is hurting us because there's some of them that you do have to hold on to, like Jason and like Anthony, but you can't hold on to everybody. I agree. Go ahead, Alex. I'm sorry. No, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, you have you have to pick at least two players that you are gonna you know throw your future at, and hope that they work out and they can take your team to a next level. But yeah, th just two. The rest you can kind of fill out and you know see see what's up. But that's why I think Volpe and Dominguez at this point in time are those two. You have to see what you have with those two hyped up prospects, and then everybody else can you can just use it as trade bait and try to and try to just get proven entities in your team. Peraza so, too, don't you think? You you were high on him. You were talking about that you like him better than Cabrera. So, oh, of course, no, no. I mean, I, that's a given. So, I, I, I would rather keep Peraza than Cabrera. But Cabrera's a thirteenth round. Nobody wants fucking Cabrera. All right, people want Peraza. People want Peraza. So, yeah. so you know, if you want Peraza, if you can get a proven entity for Peraza, take it. Take take him. You know, and get a. You know, get, if you if you can spin it for a Brian Reynolds or you can spin it for another starting pitcher or whatever, do it. Because I don't think I because you got to pick one of them, and Volpe's the guy. You got to pick Volpe there, and you have to pick Dominguez and everybody else. For all I care, you can fucking trade them, trade them, and try to yeah, and try see. to try to improve this team. It's tough. I, eh, gosh, it's such a it's such a tough debate because let's just say like. Like I know every Yankee fan wants to have the Aaron Judge and then the Brian Reynolds and uh, and obviously trade Hicks to the moon. who doesn't matter. Like, I don't care <laughs> for a vending machine. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, and Donaldson. Don't forget. But Donaldson's probably is, is very unlikely because the Yankees don't even have a third baseman ready to take over for him. I know you could say TJ and all stuff like that, but who's taking anything anything of Donaldson's contract? The Yankees would have to eat like eighty percent just to play against him. And he was a great third baseman for a year, but he was terrible. You know, he couldn't hit. So you have that. And then, you know, even if you, like, I'm just thinking, Yankees, let's say, get Judge. Is Rodon still an option? Or do you think the Yankees say, okay, can't do $30 million now on Rodon because we're paying probably almost close to 40 for Judge? Right, and then maybe you can go get Pablo Lopez from Miami, but then that also leaves the Glaber Torres conversation, which we a name we've avoided almost this whole time. You know, is Glaber Torres? I still feel, regardless, has to go. You know, the, we haven't forgot about that conversation like that. I think his right. time is up. I think either go with the kids or figure something out or trade the kids, because you can't have the kids and Glaber on the team. It's just it doesn't work. And you could still get someone like Pablo Lopez for, you know, Glaber Torres. You can make that trade happen. But, and then, you know, skip out on Rodon. Because I think the Yankees are looking for another lefty because they let Montgomery go. And Tyone is, Tyone's situation is just way too much. I, I can't even believe he's getting that much. But it's just, you know, everything's so inflated now. So that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, it's, um, it, it's, it, I, I am, I am waiting to see what the Yankees do. Not only after Judge either signs or doesn't sign, but what they do 24 hours from then or even 48 hours from then because that's going to tell me, okay, they're pivoting. They they still believe 
they're going to build a better team. Because you have to think that they're in the war room going, okay, let's build a team without Judge. And is the team that they're putting on their whiteboard better than the team that they have with Judge on it? That's the and big question. That's, that's what I said exactly. to you guys earlier. Yep. That's the big question. Yeah, but I'd, uh, I've, um, yes. <laughs> I, I'd, uh, I, 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 how about this? I, I would have more excitement if I would, if I could see that whiteboard and see what plan B was. Because again, mm -hmm. plan A is not a World Series team. So that's what I, that's why I like to see plan B. Because again, just if you, if all you're doing is planning judge, it's not a World Series team and that's it. It's going to be uh, a heck of a day because it's only 5 p.m. there. So we still got a lot of time. Um, I, it was it was like 2 a.m. Last, last night or I guess this morning when Correa met to meet with the Twins. So, you know, you never know. We, we might get some, some midnight type deals. That's when Cole signed with the Yankees. It was like 11.35 at night. So our time. So, right. you know, we, it's going to be a long night. Uh, tomorrow, if Judge hasn't picked the team, which everyone even hasn't said on the Michael K show that it, a couple of days ago, that it seemed very likely that he would make his decision by Wednesday anyway. So I expect, even if you know there's nothing on Judge for the rest of the night, that Judge will probably make his decision by middle of the day tomorrow. He's probably, if he is coming to the winter meetings, he probably won't show up until tomorrow midday anyway to make his decision. And if he's showing up, then there's a there's a contract already set in stone because you don't come to the winter meetings on the last day unless there's something done, and uh, you know right. we're just gonna wait and see at this point. Yeah, for, for now I gotta sign off, but uh, if anything comes up, I'll get back on. Okay. Yep. Same, yeah. Same. Same, same, me. Right, same here. Same here. It was it was cool going on this live with y'all, man. This was cool. All right. Let's let's, let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep the conversation. Yes, All right, we'll uh, we'll talk in a couple hours, hopefully. Hey, it's, it's, it's been our toes. Hopefully, let's see. Let's let's hope we get good news. Yeah, good news for one oh, of us. Yeah, <laughs> good news for one of us. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll talk soon. <laughs> All right, All guys. Right. We hope everybody enjoyed. Yes. yes. See you guys soon. See you.